podcast is for a mature audience only. Profanity will be used, and topics discussed may prove to be controversial or even offensive. No offense is ever intended. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All right, episode two of Big and Brown in Cleetown. Who knew we'd make it this far, actually? I am Chris. I'm Big. I'm Ro. I'm Brown. You're not going to be brown too much longer if this winter um, doesn't bring us some sunshine, because um, this has been the longest winter I can remember, and you're going to turn into like a Norwegian or Swiss guy. You're going to turn white. So I've been here for 25 years now? Yeah. This is the worst. Um, I just feel it's been the worst winter. It's long, long drawn winter. I mean, for temperature, it hasn't been that bad, and for snow, it hasn't been that bad. But it just won't end. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it's the middle of April now. Um, we're getting ready to watch the Cavs play their first playoff game here in a few minutes. But there hasn't been sustained sunshine yet, and they're calling for snow next week. Like, what the hell? So, do you know that? Um, I mean, you know, the vitamin D. You have vitamin D. Yes, pills, right? I have. I have a deficiency. Allison had me tested, and lo and behold, you know, I don't get enough sunshine as it is. I'm a, I'm a ginger, and I burn, so I stay out of the sun. But I need some. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, uh, I've got. I've been to the doctor a couple of couple of months back, uh, and then he prescribed. No, he didn't prescribe me, but he said take vitamin D, and I've been taking them, and I, I don't. Think is it helping? <laughs> I just feel normal, like like before. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just. You look healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have to take it because he said, just try and take it. And if you don't take it, then you, you're going to get all cycle. But you are less brown. Less brown. You are less sure, brown. Yeah. I, I'm concerned. I haven't seen the sun. I, I, I really haven't seen the sun in like months. I've seen sunlight, but not the direct sun. Because I, I understand the feeling. You know, my, do, do you know that um, Cleveland, the part where we live, Northeast Ohio, not Cleveland, Detroit. This whole this area mm-hmm. gets the least amount of direct sunlight. Uh, top three: Seattle is number one. There's number two. I forget what number two is, and Cleveland is number three. That's insane. Yep. And 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 again, I don't really care to be out in the sun too much because I burn so easy. I'm you know I'm a. If you can't see me, I'm, of course I'm a redhead. I have freckles. I'm a ginger. But uh, I burn quickly. But at this point, I'm ready for some sun. This is insane. I, I just I don't have the words to describe the frustration with how long this winter is carrying on. And um, I play golf. And uh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I mean, I play. Go- I mean, just golf pastime. I'm are not, you I'm, Are you good? Um, no, I just do it for the fun of it. Well, I mean, I the I, ball the ball goes straight. It does. The ball will oh, go not, straight. Not when I play. It won't go far. It'll go straight. No, mine goes far, but it does not go straight. I've got. A, I can hit the ball about six hundred yards, but it goes completely. And in fact, it's like a boomerang. It comes back and it goes behind me after it's done. <laughs> That's how bad the slice is. I can knock the shit out of the ball, but I cannot make it go straight for nothing. Um, Actually, I can, but only when no one else is there. <laughs> but uh, sorry about the phone. No, no, it's okay. Uh, but um, I can imagine. Um, you know, if you own a golf course in Cleveland, in, in where we live, it's it's. I don't know how you make money. There's no way. Um, I know like a couple of golf co- golf courses have shut down too. Yeah. Um, but it just it just you got to um, charge an arm and a leg during the regular months. That's what yeah, you got to do. I'll keep the days. And long then you got to have lots and lots of private events at your clubhouse in the winter time. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. 
or you just have you know, you, you charge a flat rate where it's a clubhouse or something. You know how those country mm-hmm. clubs are. You know people go hang out and just be exclusive. I went to I went to play last year like the last couple of a couple last year I think it was we we want to play a round of golf real quick like in April the moment the sun came out do you know what happens after the sun comes out no um you cannot really play because the golf course is all wet soggy oh, okay yeah in the shades especially the holes that are in the shades yeah so you got to wait for that to dry up the cleveland permafrost is still not thawed completely it's just right. a, it's a marsh right it's just uh, it just you know I'm, I'm itching to play golf but this has really pulled it long to well, I can tell you one thing that I do not look forward to with the sun. I do not look forward to all the idiots on two wheels roaring around here. Um, I, I don't mind people on motorcycles, but I can't stand people who ride motorcycles just for the effect of being as loud as they possibly can. Yeah. You know, if you want to ride a motorcycle, great. You know, I don't, I don't care if you wear a helmet or not. It's not that's your business. But if literally your motorcycle is so loud that I can hear it, you know, with my headphones on downstairs in my basement, you're a dick. You're just a dick, and and I'll call you a dick to your face. Just so I used to in my previous uh, gig, uh, one of my uh, one of my things I used to do is I used to cover the the bike nights in Quaker Steak and Lube, and you but know, that was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, I always look at things from the, from your perspective, from their perspective, right? So I I see why you would be excited. I mean, if I if I was a born writer, I would probably feel I know how it feels, etc. But the one thing that always struck me, and I would be there covering the events uh, till it's for for its entirety. So I would I'd be there at like nine nine or ten at night. How do you ride a bike after drinking? Like I'm sure these guys have like had a few drinks. I just don't get. I can't get to comprehend. Well, first of all, you should never ride, drink, and drive any of those things. Um, you should never operate any sort of uh, dangerous machinery after you drink. Uh, I mean. Lo and behold, your wife's calling me. I'm going to see what she has to say. Chips and salsa. Yeah, probably. You go ahead and take the cast. I'm going to answer this. Hello. So uh, this weekend here, uh, we, we were we would be remiss to not bring up that uh, this is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame week in Cleveland. Cleveland's been celebrating all week, and uh, Roe is a big music fan. Absolutely. So we all know that you have a man crush on Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. and most folks don't know he has a Bruce Springsteen tattoo on his left butt cheek. Not true. It is true. Your wife told me. Oh, uh, well, I mean... Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We all have our thing. It's okay. Uh, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, just for the record. Right? Okay, well, that's, that's fine. I thought but, you did. But, like, uh, yeah, so when I was a kid, I, I, I com- was completely... Like, my life was... There was school. There was my grandma who raised me. There was Bruce Springsteen who showed me the way. And then there was... Um, then there were some sports that I played as a kid, but then there was just 80s hairbands. But but did 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 Grandma Ghosh care for Bruce Springsteen? So my grandma did care. She didn't know anything about music at all. But when she would come um, to the States for uh, holidays every couple of years, yeah. she, w- she would uh, bring me... Uh, in the 80s, they would have a show called Headbangers Ball. Oh, I remember that on MTV, yeah. Yeah, but we never... Uh, uh, who uh, who was the host of Headbangers yeah, Ball? Yeah, Kurt... Um, no, not Kurt. Not, not Kurt uh, uh, Loader? Kurt, Kurt Loader? Loader, yeah. Wasn't there another guy? No, it was um, 
Oh, I can see him right now. He's got the dark, long hair. He looks sort of like Alice Cooper. I don't remember his name, oh, but, I, but I, rem- I remember. I have to look it up. Go ahead. I remember she would get uh, all these VHS VHS cassettes, right? And um, you know, growing up in the '80s, like where I grew up, you would learn to appreciate like what you have in front of you, and uh, there was no option of clicking and. and, and I couldn't fast forward to the next channel or do the next show. It was just that one VHS cassette. No, I uh, yes, I know. I and know. you watch that, and you watch it over for the next months because that's all I had to like go by, right? So uh, it made me really like you know just soak in the, the the what I'm what's in front of me. So I was very encapsulated by what was going on, and then of course uh, as I grew up, I had some pocket money, and I would buy these cassettes. Yeah, and you would buy those cassettes. Um, the singles or the actual? No. So in uh, where I grew up in India, right? So they would have these bootleg cassettes. Oh, bootlegs all over, you all could, over. You couldn't buy the originals. So I would. They would make make the compilations, top you know compilations of like love songs, not love yeah, songs. Yeah, no, what do you call them? Those those hairband uh, power ballads. Power ballads. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Uh, so I mean, it was fantastic. It, that, that that music made me, of course, not because part of me is what. Music you listen to, I I believe that when you're in your formative years, as you're growing up, things that you do always stick with you for the rest of your life. And I think music played a big part of my life in my uh, disposition. And uh, I was so happy I grew up in um, that era, and we had some great, great, great music. And Adam Curry was the guy, by the way. Oh, and then Ricky Rockman. Remember Ricky Rockman? I I remember Adam Curry. I don't remember Ricky Rockman. Ricky Rockman was the guy with the dark hair. Okay, I remember Adam Curry for sure. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry about that. No, 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 I'm just saying it was just, um, and, and it's so fantastic that I had a chance to go and um, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You pay 40 bucks? I think it's 40 bucks. Oh, it's a lot less now. It's like 23. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. We so, went there not long ago. Okay. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest with you. So I loved it because uh, I loved it because you go there with some time in your hand. And you go there and you have to stop. You you walk and you stop and you see Madonna's first, um, the, the dress that Madonna wore for like a virgin tour. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I don't want to tell this. I don't want to like really confess to this. But my first album that I got, that my grandma bought me was like a virgin Madonna. <laughs> That's amazing. Because she would just go and I just told you, she would just buy these random albums for me. And uh, I remember like uh, On the Borderline, was in the album. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, there were, there were songs that I would, you know, I, I became much of... Were much you of, dancing in your room to Borderline? No, I would think of yes, my girlfriends were. and no, stuff like that. Oh, it was a very romantic time of my teenage years. And oh, my God. Madonna was a part of um, my, um, my my teenage years, and so was Samantha Fox, which I don't remember a single, <laughs> single song of Samantha Fox, but oh, I remember her... I heard her a rest. few songs that she sang, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> she She so, had another career. I don't know if you know this. I did not know that. You really don't know? I did not know that. Samantha Fox was a porn star before she became a singer. You didn't know that? I did not know that. 100%. Well, I've seen them. 100%. Really? I will, dude, I'll, I'll call any of my friends right now and they'll tell you yes. Okay. Well, you got a laptop in front of you. Google Samantha. Go uh, on Go on Pornhub and look up Samantha Fox. Okay, I, I'll do that. Do it when you're alone later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, so, so... So when I went from uh, Madonna to Like a Virgin to uh, Samantha Fox and then... Suddenly, my world changed because Ozzy came into my life, and then yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, dude, it was like fantastic. And you know, the best thing about um, it was so like th- what made music really fantastic in the eighties was there were two kinds of music. One was pop, 
which was fantastic. And one was rock, which was um, just crazy good. And what made rock so good was that um, the songs were meaningful and the songs had uh, solos, lead, the guitar. Yeah, sure. For the and, record, there are other kinds of music, but we're going to go with what you're saying. I uh, yeah, of course there was Run DMC and all that stuff too. I mean, I, well, I, I grew I, up with country music in the '80s, but go ahead. Yeah, but I wasn't exposed to that. Um, sure. And um, but I'm just saying it was so fantastic, and now you don't find that anymore. Everything is so no. good. Nope. So they fucked that up. Yeah. Well, that, music just evolves. You know, it, it always turns into the old guy looking back at the music from his childhood, saying that today is shit. You know, today's music is shit. So when my dad heard, you know, Guns N' Roses for the first time, he goes, what is this shit? You know, so. No, I'm pretty progressive with uh, music. I like Future Islands. I like um, uh, Imaginary Drag- Imagine Dragons. I like, um, of course, that's Coldplay. You know, all that stuff is like in the 80s too, but uh, 90s. But I mean, I like, I like new music too. It's just that uh, some of the new music is good, but I just, I just can't do rap. I just can't do hip hop. I, I, I like. I like late eighties, early nineties hip hop mm-hmm. and rap. I like that, you know, all the um the uh the G funk era, all of the West Coast, East Coast stuff, Biggie, Tupac, Snoop. Tupac I, was fantastic. He was a gifted Nin- gifted man. Yeah. Tupac with nineties. Uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame last year. Right. That's correct. That's yeah. right. Yep. And that's kind of um we were gonna actually get back to this year's Hall of Fame. That's what we were going off on. We we, we can end up you wanna have a music podcast, we could talk for hours. For sure, but man. we're talking mostly about Cleveland, and Cleveland is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so we're talking about the 2018 Hall of Fame in Cleveland, which is a really nifty uh, time. All of the uh, downtown trolley drivers dress up as famous musicians. I don't know if you've seen this. You've got to look it up. It's fantastic. They are dressed as... Um, they're, one of the ladies was dressed as Bootsy Collins, the famous bass player from uh, Parliament. What an amazing costume. I mean, sequins for days, platform Wait, so loops. They, they drive around? Or? Yeah, the free trolleys. The okay. E-line, the C-line. All of the drivers are dressed as uh, as famous uh, musicians. There was a guy dressed as Meatloaf. There was a guy dressed as Jimi Hendrix. A couple years ago, there was a guy in full Gene Simmons makeup and hair, and it was amazing. It's so much fun. It's just a lot of fun. you know. And, and you know, all the celebrities start to descend upon Cleveland, and again, they did this week. And yeah, uh, yeah. and I believe you're going to tell us exactly yeah. who was on it. So uh, yeah, Bon Jovi, The Cars, Dire Straits, Moody Blues, and uh, Nina Simone, and Sister Rosetta Tharp. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yep. And um, these bands are like fantastic. I mean, if you're listening to this and you know, like they'll be part of your life. That's um, always attached to Bon Jovi. I know there'll be a couple of songs from The Cars, Dire Straits albums, and after um, Dire Straits, Dire Straits was awesome. Moody Blues, couple of songs I remember, which we'll go into all that stuff. We'll go over that maybe the top five songs of each band. That's fine with me. I like uh, you know we can talk about them and and uh, if they had any personal meaning. I, I I regrettably don't know of Sister Rosetta Tharp's individual works, but I do know that she is um, a pillar of rock and roll. She was one of the very first people to stand on a stage with an electric guitar. Uh, she predated Elvis. She predated Beatles. And a woman in a full-length dress with a big Gibson electric guitar out there singing gospel and blues. Brother, that, that was a woman who gave zero fucks. She get, I mean, she came out there and she was destroying stereotypes. She was, you know, crushing bor- barriers for other, uh, uh, for women, for African Americans in music. Um, just huge, huge trailblazer and, and, and absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. 
Nina Simone and her work. She's um, a. I saw a documentary on. Uh, not not to cut you off, but just real quick. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix on Nina Simone. She was the same way. She was um, very um, not anti-establishment, but she she wanted to stand up for a right, and she her music was. Uh, I mean, you must watch this uh, documentary they have on uh, Netflix. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe they might have that on YouTube too. So. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm no, I'm looking. Or, you know, I'm trying to become more familiar with these uh, with these artists as we go. One of the things about our podcast is we want to be as ad hoc as possible, so that uh, all of the um, all of the reactions are real, real time. And so I'm looking at Nina Simone on Wikipedia right now, and and I and I see these songs. Like I know that song. I know that song. I'm like oh my gosh, I put a spell on you. I know that song. Don't let me be misunderstood. I know that song. Um, feeling good. Uh, come on. There's a song called Cinnamon. Is it? Yeah, Kick Ass. They have, a, they have a remake too, like a like a like an electronic uh, remake of uh, Cinnamon, S I N N E R M A N, which is very groovy, very very. Uh, it's a big hit too. Well, I understand that um, at the induction ceremony last night, um, Lauren Hill came out and sang Nina Simone part during her uh, tribute. Lauren Hill is a recluse anymore. Do you remember Lauren Hill? Yeah. Yeah, from the Fugees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. you never see. She haven't seen her in ten years. She shows up and she kills at the Hall of Fame last night, wearing a dress bigger than this table. You know, with a big floofy dress yeah. at the bo- and 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 just murdered it like she never been like she hasn't been gone at all. So is not Simone dead? Did she die? Oh, she's been gone for a while. Okay. Yeah, okay. she died in um she died in two thousand three. <clears throat> okay, I don't know that. Yeah. Documentary that doesn't show the death bit, but. Um. Well, I'll have to look it up. I, I like documentaries, but I don't like to watch them with other people. Yeah. I like sure. to sit there and let let the knowledge sink in and then rewind it if I need to. And mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to discuss the information that I got right then, you know? Like with my wife, what did they say? I said, well, they said this. Well, what does that mean? Well, I'm not sure. And then, then I mean, not, not to say that I don't misunderstand things, because I certainly do, but I just pause it and rewind it. But then if I do that, maybe she's... Got it, and then I'm interrupting her view. So I like to watch this stuff on we my own. We could do a pod- uh, podcast with uh, documentaries. Well, one, we can talk about that. Yeah, we definitely see. Absolutely, we can talk about one. that. Anyway, so uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp and Nina Simone are the two artists we know the least about. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ro has some strong feelings about the other artists. So the first album that I ever bought myself, the first song that got me into rock and roll, I was, I don't know, maybe 12, or 13, was Bon Jovi Runaway. Man, that that I can I can I know where I was when I heard that song, which room I was in, and what I was doing. So I mean, it was one of those things that I heard that tune, and I was like, you know what, this is fantastic. And ever since then, that was it. I mean, I my taste in music, Runaway was the song that opened up the, um, what do you call it when you have that wine? Uh, when you start drinking wine, and you, you don't know much about wine, and you want to taste it and. The gateway, the gateway, okay. the gateway drug, the gateway wine. The, oh, okay, sure. It's just, just a, a term of, you know. So my gateway song to uh, rock and roll was Runaway Bon Jovi. So I'm so happy they got it. So, so for all of those who don't know my, my, my friend and, and co-host here, Ro, um, he is quite bald, very, very bald. So I'm curious how this all translates with the big hair music that he likes. Did you have big hair as you were a child? Yeah. Dude. I have to see those pictures. Yeah, I'll I'll show you right now. Oh my god! Well, uh, we'll talk. We'll look at them a little bit later. Uh, if he's able to pull it up while we're talking, so, that'd be hilarious. So I had my moose. I had my gel. Oh I my had, god! I had. I, had, <laughs> uh, I would be. Uh, I would be in school. We couldn't have long hair in school because I went to Jesuit school. 
Uh, oh, they, really? Yeah. So they, so I couldn't, uh, the tie and everything else. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for 12 years of my life, I was in a Jesuit school, 13, because I failed one year because I had some jaundice or whatever. Anyway, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> All right, then. So, so, uh, so I had to fake my long hair and make it look short by putting gel and mousse. Remember mousse? Of like, course. I used mousse as a kid. I yeah, used to dude. slick my hair back, oh my a little Lord. spike a little bit. It was just fantastic. And it was just like, I'm telling you, like I grew up, like when I grew up, these all these bands were part of my family. They were like my brothers, right? Right. So um, it was just so good. Is Runaway still your favorite Bon Jovi yes. song? Um, no, my I've, yeah. I mean, I'll play it on sometimes, but I've got so many other songs that I like off Bon Jovi and others. But since we're talking about Bon Jovi, and uh, Bon Jovi has it's very catchy. All the tunes are very catchy. So uh, well, yeah, it's it's you know it's an industry, and they they. The the people who um who who write the checks they know what they're doing and you know and and when those songwriters write a song whether it's Bon Jovi or whoever was writing them, um, they they probably there were people at the top saying nah this one's not going to work this one's not going to make the album because they want stuff that's going to make money, and and it's been a big you know the music industry has been a money printing press for eons so, uh they know they know what the people like and hooray you know they got all these great songs, you know uh, catchy songs I anyway. wish I was um. Uh... A musician, and I knew much about the music industry. Okay, because um, th- I mean, different um, artists write different songs for different bands. Like oh, I know sure. Elton John writes songs for like um, you know um, Rod Stewart. Sure, sure. So I mean, I would love to get into that just to see how it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they're a great song. You know, um, so there are people who are better songwriters than they are artists. Uh, Carol King. Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. you know, th- those kind of people, they wrote songs that became, you know, multi-billion dollar hits. And and they had their own moment in the sun for their, you know, solo careers. Chris Christopherson was a better actor than he was anything, in my opinion. But, um, uh, yeah. Uh, Sometimes if you if you, if you you really want to know what, how a music, musician mind works, if you go to YouTube, if you do a search for, you know, your favorite artist, whatever, whoever he is, and see in the interviews, they'll talk about how, they first uh, think of a tune and they think of the words and they know right away if it's going to work or not. And it's just so fascinating to hear how these, you know, these, these fantastic... Now you do know that I'm a musician, right? Oh, yeah. You played a band, right? You played I, was in a, I was in a country band for 13 years and I can play a little guitar and a little piano and stuff. And I've helped write a few songs with my best friend. My best friend's a very talented writer, great singer. Um, he fancies himself a guitar player. I'll just let that one go because I love him very much. He's my best friend, so... He's not bad, but he's a fantastic singer and songwriter. And, um, you know, it, just, it never became, you know, the, the, the runaway success of us on a tour bus and groupies and whatnot. But we had a whole lot of fun. And, and they're still playing a little bit in Tennessee, too. Uh, I miss that very much. You know, and in fact, to this day, I don't like going to go see live music because I just get jealous. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I want to play. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's go for the five songs, top five. Songs. Let me see if I can guess. Do you have a, do you have a list? Yeah. Okay. okay so, I wanna, so, let me oh, guess. Okay, okay. So Bon Jovi had four number one hits in the Billboard. Only four? No. No, but they had ten number ten top tens too. That four number ones. Are those albums or songs? Songs. Only four number ones. But ten top tens. So I mean, that, uh, that's not right. Are you seriously? Um. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Can I guess the top five? Uh. Yes. Okay, I'm not looking. Now he's got him up on his screen. I'm going to say, um, Wanted Dead or Alive. Is that a number one? No. What? 
No. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, hold on. Um, uh, you give love a bad name. Okay, so uh, yes. Okay, that's one. Um, living on a prayer. Yes, that's definitely. Uh, let's see here. Ah, uh, shit. Um, so yeah, so some of the the top the five the four number one hits that Bon Jovi had was uh, you give love a bad name. I'll be there for you. Nah, I didn't care for that one too much. It was cool. It was good. It was good. Nah, I thought it was hokey. Uh, living on a prayer. Yeah. Uh, bad medicine. Oh, I forgot about bad medicine. And born to be my baby. Uh, that one's okay. I mean, they were they were like, yeah, they were good. I mean, they were really really. And then, but the, you still won't commit to a very favorite Bon Jovi song. Who me? Yeah. Runaway. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, well, I asked if that was your favorite song. You're like, well, I have others. You know, what is your uh, so, n- number one favorite Bon Jovi song? So slippery when wet. Was my number one album, I think, of Bon Jovi, okay. and I think I lo- all their songs ever. Like, was that the first one or the second one? Slippery when wet. Runaway was no, it has to be the second one. I think. Well, there was Slippery and Wet, and there was New Jersey. weren't those? New Jersey two was for? awesome. New Jersey was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I think it's New Jersey that that I was talking about actually because I edit that out real quick. No worries. So yeah, New Jersey album. Okay, so my favorite ever. Like it's tough to say the favorite ever, but uh, since I like ballads, yeah. Bed of Roses. Mine too! Yeah. yeah! <laughs> that was a cool, that was nice. That was, that was almost like November rain meets, uh, yeah! you know what I'm saying? Uh, so oh, he, yeah. Bed of Roses is my favorite Bon Jovi. That's, that's awesome. We have the same favorite song with Bon Jovi. Uh, uh, that one and the other one was Always. Not, not Always is okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Bed of Roses for sure. It was like, dude, those songs, man, November rain. I mean, those, those ballads were so like fantastic. Did you like Blaze of Glory? Uh, no, I did not. No? no. It's a ballad. But uh, I think in that album... I think it had the best line he ever had. My very favorite line of any Bon Jovi song. I'm a colt in your stable. I'm what Cain was to Abel. <laughs> oh, dude. He just he threw a sledgehammer over there's the top. What, that was there's, awesome. There's a kick-ass Bon Jovi song none of you guys have heard. But if you hear now... You said that about it, something we're going to talk about soon, but go ahead. It's called... Uh, the song was called Miracle. It was. It was... It, the video was fantastic. It was in like these Mexican. He's, he's in this Mexican village. They're drinking tequila. It was just like so fun. So uh, it's called Miracle. And you can I'll have to that. look at that one. I am yeah. not familiar. I probably have heard it. I've heard. I got to have heard everything he's done, but I'm yeah. not familiar with it off the top of my head. I'll, I'll make sure that if they go on a tour next year, next time we'll definitely have to make a, a trip up. And, and by the way, uh, Elton John is having. Not that I give up. I don't really care so much about Elton John, but I respect. But you him. have to respect. Him. I respect him. Oh my God, he's uh, but he's icon. Having, he's having a farewell tour. Uh, yes, and people are going. They're crying. Yeah, well, that's because the tickets are $1,000 a piece. That's why they're crying. It's because of damn so much money for tickets. But uh, They're selling their children on the internet for tickets. It would be nice to see him, but... Um, I can see him on DVD. I'm okay. Or Blu-ray, whatever the hell it is. Whatever technology it is tomorrow, I probably dated myself by saying Blu-ray, DVD. Do, do, yeah, fuck DVD, dude. <laughs> I mean, I have a DVD player still, and I still watch DVDs, and I think they're fine, but... You know, I got a 4K TV, and then the first time I actually saw 4K on my 4K TV, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Look at holy we, we shit. Gotta, we we got to have a portrait about technology, about, about everyday technology in your house. About I guess. Roku and Apple TV. We'll, we'll come back to that. Well, yeah, we'll come back to that, too. So, uh, Bon Jovi. Oh, and by the way, Bon Jovi. Uh, Richie Sambora joined Bon Jovi on stage last night for the first time in, what, like 15 years or something? Yeah. They might, they and they to... sang on the same microphone like they used to, leaned oh, up against really? each other. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, Dude, they might do a like little reunion tour. Well, you know, be... sometimes it takes something like this to bring folks together. Sure. And I think that um, when Guns N' Roses was uh, put in the Hall of Fame, 
Axel not coming to the show was the very beginning of them getting back together. So do you know that uh, Guns N' Roses came uh, on the store last year? And I'm a huge, like a huge Guns N' Roses fan, right? 80s band. So of course. I'm sure, a, yeah, right. I did not go for the show because I did not know that Axel Rose is now together. They're, they're, they're playing together. And you I gotta read the internet every now and then. Dude, I, I just didn't care for it because I knew that I, I just took it for granted. That and then you found out afterwards. And you afterwards. Like, and I'm like, oh my Lord, like <laughs> I would have paid, like, you know, I've got my budget for like, a, like I would, I'd pay, I'd pay a hundred, hundred, hundred bucks for a, for a concert. That's well, you I, wouldn't have gotten into that one, buddy. I would have paid a little more if, if I knew that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could. But anyway, regardless of that, uh, I felt so like disappointed. But did you know did you know, and, and uh, I hope you did, but you may not know, did you know that Axl Rose right now is also the lead singer for ACDC? I did not know that. Yes, he is. Brian Johnson is suffering with... Um, cancer. Uh, no, not, not cancer. Um, he's suffering through a uh, critical hearing loss. He can't hear. In fact, Huey Lewis just announced this yesterday. He's canceling all his shows. Huey Lewis can't hear anymore. Um, but right. no, uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC, the band basically forced him out and said, look, you can't hear... We love you. We don't want you to go totally deaf. So that they, they it, you're, we're going to make you take a sabbatical, or whatever they want to call it. And so they they had a, a an all call, and Axl Rose answered the all call, and it's awesome. Oh my god! YouTube that shit, dude. He is awesome. For sure, dude. He that that he fits very well. And can you imagine if? Can you imagine if you went to a show oh, and just unannounced good. Axl Rose is going to be the lead singer? That'd be too good. I, I'd pass out. Yeah. So I can't wait for the summer, like the door series, and they have a few bands coming. That I always go and see. Um, they have these. 80, 80s bands that, that play in Blossom and uh, this year it's going to be Def Leppard and um, Journey Together I think but definitely I'm going to go for that show but uh, coming back to the Hall sure, of Fame sure back to the Hall of Fame who would you like to talk about next the next band uh, is Dire Straits Dude. love Dire Straits it's the best Dire Straits to me is MTV yeah I mean literally M- the, money. oh my money. lord yes in fact, the funny part is that that's not any member of Dire Straits saying that line. You know who you know who that was? No, I don't know. Who is Brian Adams? Are you kidding me? Brian Adams did the "I Want My MTV." Dude, that's some good. That shit. That was Brian freaking Adams. I did not know that. See, there's a lot of stuff. You, that's why you got to be friends with me. You got to learn some stuff. Yeah, I'll teach you some stuff. So I'll teach it. you some stuff. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so my first Dire Straits album that I got was Brothers and Arms. Yes. And the whole album. Was I mean, it's the best album. It, it's probably a top ten rock and roll album of all, it all time. Gotta be. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great album. And uh, Walk of Life, Brothers in Arms, Money for Nothing. Shit, too good. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I miss. I Mark miss Knopfler those. is one of the best guitar players yeah, for sure. Who cares if he can sing or not? He just like, hit that guitar. No, you, I mean his singing style is different though. Yeah, you, you gotta love him. I mean, it is what it is, right? So. um but his uh, finger picking, the way he would display. Oh yeah, and, and his guitar sounds like no one else's. Too good. Coming back, going back to you know, I bought Brothers and Arm album. Yeah. Then I loved them so much, and this was the days before internet, and I kept buying random albums before that. And um, the the switch, a song called Switchblade, um, Six Blade Knife. Not familiar uh, with that one. Um, I look it up, but, uh, but the albums before that were pretty phenomenal too. Oh, and, I almost forgot Romeo and Juliet. Oh, what a, yeah. oh, what a song that was. Oh, I, I think if you play that album, I'll know every single line by line. Let me tell you, let me tell you a, a st- stupid story about me when I was 21 years old in Southern California. 
I was in love with this woman, and I mean stupid. Well, at least I thought I was. I thought I was. I didn't know what love was back then. I was just a dumb kid. But I, I used to go out all the time and sing karaoke, and I fell hopelessly in what I thought was love with this woman who was a lesbian. She had no interest in men. And today, still has no interest in men. And, and we're friends on Facebook now. But um, I fell stupid in love with this girl. And um, she got me turned on to Dire Straits big time. And I started, you know, I bought the CD. And, dude, I would listen to Romeo and Juliet and Brothers in Arms on repeat because of this girl. And I sat there and I sat there just getting deeper and deeper in this hole of self-deprecation and misery because I couldn't figure out a way for this girl to like me. Man, and, and, and when I got out of the Marines and I went back home to Tennessee, I'm 2,200 miles away and I can't, no internet, no email. I can't, I can't see her. I don't know where she's at. Now I'm wallowing in despair. Yeah. And my friends and me would go out and we'd drink whatever. We'd get kind of drunk in a bar and then that one mood would just hit me and I'd go to the jukebox and I'd put on Brothers in Arms and I'd put on Romeo and Juliet and my friends knew, oh shit, Hall's about to tear this place to pieces because... <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> Talking about uh, jukebox, I think more every bar should have a jukebox. Absolutely. Well, they should, but they shouldn't. Every bar should have should have music, and I think someone should curate the music. But I'm a jukebox snob, and if it has one of those jukeboxes where you can pay extra money to bump someone, oh, yeah. I will totally do that. And you know what? That sure is a dick move. And and I'm the biggest guilty party in the world of that because you know I don't want to hear your garbage ass song that you're playing, dude. I want to hear what I want to hear. What's the best uh, jukebox bar in Tremont? Oh shit! There's, I mean, lots of them have jukeboxes. No, I mean the ones that have uh, you can pay more to go up more and play your songs quicker. Is, is there Again, like lots of them have that. All right, so we can, we're coming back right now, and, and, and it's a super exciting time here on, on Big and Brown at Cleetown. We have Rose, lovely wife, Gravina, to join us. Say hi. Woo. That's not hi, that's woo. Say hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Use your words. Thank you, thank you. We're so glad to have you here, and uh, we, were, we were picking up. We actually had just talked about uh, bars in Tremont that had jukeboxes, and uh, I was talking about how much I'm a dick because I like to bump people off. I will pay... I'll pay any amount of money. If your song sucks, I'll pay any amount of money to, to shut it off. I recall um, I was in Coda. Have you been to Coda? Coda is the bar underneath Dante next door where I had my wedding reception. And uh, they used to have one of those um, jukeboxes where you can spend extra money. And uh, I was down there actually alone. I was the first one there. And I'm just I'm playing so much off-the-wall stuff from album cuts and just really enjoying my time. And some yahoo from out in the somewhere out in the burbs. This this fool comes in here, and he starts playing Garth Brooks, on on the you know I'm trying to play some rock and roll. This dude's playing Garth Brooks, like what the hell? So, I had to spend uh, probably a good thirty forty dollars to make sure I didn't hear any of his shit anymore. And, oh, you still? Oh, but it, that's, really? It's a terrible thing for me to do. It is. I know, but don't play shit ass music in my bar. Um. Music is subjective. It is subjective, but it's irrelevant because but, some music sucks. Oh, come on. But did you also know that the music on the jukebox is pre-selected, which means that it's approved by the bar owner? No. See, these are internet jukeboxes with like oh. 800 million songs. Oh, you have them though? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. These songs, you can find any song ever. Oh, Is really? that the one they have um, at Flying Monkey 2? Yes, the same kind of right. thing, same kind of thing. Like name any song ever and just 
play it. it. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. In fact, when I go to a bar and they have the old CD jukebox, I kind of don't even look at them anymore because, eh, it's probably something good. But I like off the wall stuff, especially if I've been drinking. So anyway, that that that's that that's talking about the jukeboxes, and um, so, we need to get back to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I want to wrap this up real quick so we can move on to other fun topics too. Well, the but, long and the short of it is, is the Cavs game starts like ten minutes, and so we're we're itching to get on the couch to watch the Cavs game. But uh, we, we'll we'll come back when there's a break in the Cavs game, so we'll carry on. Yeah, yeah. All of you folks at home will never know. The bands we have covered so far is Bon Jovi. The Bon Jovi. Dying the States. Bon Jovi. Yes. No, sorry, Bon Jovi. Dying. <laughs> yeah, bon Jovi. It is the Bon Jovi for him. Uh, Did you know that his last name is like actually Bon Jovi? He's Italian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he has yeah. to be Italian. You've seen his chest with all the hair. All he needs, like ten, he needs like ten medallions, and and, and and you know his hair just slicked back and say, "Hey, I'm John Bon Jovi, huh?" So did you know? Talking about John Bon Jovi, he was the first poster that I had up on my wall with John Bon Jovi with a with um. You know, he had this flower tiara around, and he was coming out of the water like a oh god. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, that's did, did what you know I that woke Rose, up to every morning. Did you know that Rose's first album that he got was like a virgin that his grandma got him? I can imagine. Madonna. I can totally imagine. What the hell, dude? My first, my first album. Well, my first album was probably a Smurfs album when I was five years old. But my first music album was Raising Hell by Run DMC. Yeah, dude, when I bought my, my, when I, when I bought my first album, oh, though, yeah. it was Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. and it was all my first Bond. album was Dangerous by Michael Jackson. Oh, Very good. Very yep. good. Yeah. Very good choice. In fact, uh, you and Alice, my wife, Allison, you, you should talk because Allison saw Michael Jackson in concert at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee. Neyland Stadium is where the University of Tennessee plays football. It's an enormous 100,000 plus. Really? And she, he did two shows. One show one day, one show the next day. And she went to the first one when she, I don't know, six or seven, five. And she cried and threw a fit because she couldn't go to the second show. <laughs> oh, we. My cousin was supposed to go for um, Michael Jackson's final you know, his big show, his big grand finale show, which they, I think they were like gearing up for like for the past three years. Yeah. But he died. He got canceled, yeah. Yep, that one got canceled. Yeah, I, 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 you know, that's a good excuse though. And they didn't even take their money back or anything. <laughs> what? No. Well, I guess it's that, you know, I've got a ticket for a show that Michael Jackson couldn't play. You probably sell that for more than what, was, what you paid for. Yeah. So sure. anyway, we're still the missing band the band. The band is uh, The Cars. The Cars. I freaking love The Cars. And, uh, you know, a very, very interesting tidbit about the Cars. This is a Cleveland podcast. The lead singer of the Cars is from... Cleveland? Yes, of course. <laughs> no. I did not know No, he's from that. North Dakota, you dickhead. I, 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 I did not know that. He's from Cleveland. Is uh, Rico Kasich. Or, excuse me, I, I hope I'm saying that right. Whatever. Anyway, he's from Cleveland. And he's uh, nine feet tall. He weighs 30 pounds. Wait, nine feet tall? No, but he looks like it. He he's like a, he's like a, a Howard Stern. If Howard Stern didn't eat for a month, he is he literally weighs eighty pounds, and he has a lemon for a, an Adam's apple. He is a very very strange looking man. But oh boy. what a hell of a singer! No wonder I've never heard of the Cars. No, you heard there's, the Cars. There's a couple of Cars songs that were the Good Times Roll. That's okay. So the Cars have had four top ten hits. Okay, I know I know Good Times Roll is one of them. But my favorite two car songs are definitely in there. Dummy. And that's uh, You Might Think. You Might Think. No, it's not there. Get the fuck song. You Might Think? It's not there. Bullshit. I'll kick someone's ass. I'll tell you which one's there. Oh, well, how about The Drive? 
That's my favorite song. It's not there though. The dr- what? It's no, not, it's not Billboard. You my thing and the drive. No. That's the two best songs. For sure, uh, but they have a uh, my best Fel- friend's girl. Best friends, okay, yeah. Uh, Touch and go, which I don't know. I don't know that one. It's all I can do. Mm, I think I know that one. Good times roll, the, which yeah. you mentioned, and then another the the highest star. Uh, other song. Could it just be you're checking the wrong listing? No, chart history top ten, hot hundred. Uh, well, Billboard I, is a little different though. Billboard is strange. You know, yeah. sometimes. Did you know that? I'm pretty sure Bruce Springsteen has never had a number one hit. No, I I believe so too. Um, yeah, so you, you can't really go by you can't really go by uh, Billboard charts all the time. I don't. Exactly. But it, I'm just going something. There's lots of songs that never made it, and then all of a sudden became more popular later in the day. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, you might think I love you. Might think I can be in the shittiest mood in the world, and if you might think comes on that, dun, 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 yeah. Dun, I just go, yeah for sure yeah, right. Dude. And then you know the drive. Yeah. I, yeah. That's the most chill so, song. So, you know? I, I, so I listen to a lot, lot of satellite radio now, which they play all the brand new songs. Yeah. You know what? What really is? Uh, I have a feeling, which I, I wish I knew a, 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 a radio host. I think a lot of the music is kind of canned and in a, in a loop because you never hear if you listen to like any radio station in Cleveland, right? It's the same songs, even if it's from the eighties. It's, it's all corporate. Radio. Sure is. Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, there's one person who chooses everything. Yep. And and it's based on algorithms and whatnot, and it's terrible. You know, there's very, very little independent radio where they play just what they want. Yeah, because... Sorry, having said that, I do believe, and this is a big shout-out for the John Carroll University radio channel. Okay. Oh, boy. I love those guys out there. They pull out the classics. They pull out the best of the best. University radio is either really good or really bad. Well, this one is really, really good. how How does one listen to the channel on FM? Well, you go to WKCU... On, uh, on, on, on radio, okay. I think they are eighty-seven point ninety-nine or something in like Cleveland. that in I, Cleveland. I think cool. There. Yep. Yeah, but that was my thing. There's so many good songs that you can listen to, and uh, I mean that I know of, even the Cars, etc. That you just brought up, and whenever you listen to radio, it's the same set well, of that's, songs. Radio has made me hate a lot of songs that I love. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, growing up as a, as a young man in Tennessee, uh, and we'll we'll wrap this up here in a minute. Um, I hadn't heard Leonard Skinner. I mean, until I probably turned a sophomore, I knew that I knew about them, and I'd heard the songs off and on a little bit, but I never really, I, I never got into it until I was about in tenth grade, and then, yeah, you know, this is pretty good. About that time, they went under a uh, a renaissance on the radio, and it's still going on to this day. If you go to the if you go to the south and you turn on classic rock radio. You're going to hear Sweet Home Alabama probably five or six times a day on the Aww. same stage. And it's a damn shame that I hate that song now. Be overplayed. I loved it with yeah. every ounce of my body when I was a young man. Like, oh man, this is just this is this is perfection. This is this is Shakespeare of Southern rock. And now it's just god damn if I hear that one so, if I hear it one more time. It's because Hollywood overused it. No, well, well no, right? no, I hated it before Hollywood. I hated it before that, I hate you know. But Hollywood overuses them. Any action movie ever is going to have no, three or four ACDC songs. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but God you won't it. hate a song because of Hollywood. I mean, you yes, I will. Of course no. you would. Yes, I will. Of course it's... you would. Oh, look, here's the Rock. The you... Rock's going to go fight a monster. Here's Thunderstruck. Oh, I don't know. That Come is on, true. Man. But you'll see the movie one time. No, no, I wa- no. Are you kidding? I've seen uh, the the remake of uh, ah shit. What's that damn movie with? Um, Adam Sandler, where it was a Burt Reynolds movie in the first place, the fucking football movie. Um, oh, The Longest Yard? Yes, ma'am. The Youngest. How many ACDC songs are in that one? 
Like, yeah. Literally. It's commercialized. It's commercialized. It's all, yeah. Correct. If I hear Thunderstruck one more time, and I love Thunderstruck. But then you get embarrassed to hear it in public. And then, you know what? Like, yeah, oh, great. Thunderstruck's coming on. Wonderful. I wish I hadn't heard it 10 times today already. Right. Now but, you're one of the gazillion so, who so, love so, hearing it. So whenever it I listen to one, one song that's really, really like, I'm like, oh my God, this song is fantastic. Let me ask right. you guys a question. I know if I listen to the song X number of times after X number of times, it's going to be, uh, okay. What, uh, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Like you get the feeling when you listen to one song and you want to listen to it again and again and again. And after like a month, as long as it's me who's got it on repeat, it's, it's the best. Okay. So, but whenever I'm being subject to it against my will, that's when I'm like, wait a minute. No, no. I want to hear something. So, so when I, when I find a song that's extremely like, oh my goodness, this is, a, this is kick ass, right? I am so selective of listening to it like not so often that it maintains its like a novelty you know whatever you however you want to call it so uh, but I'm with you on on, on on radio overplaying the songs and just killing it for uh, for everyone it, it's it's a, it's a shame you know it, and I get it radio knows that the typical radio user only listens to the radio in the car on the way to work and on the way home and maybe for a few minutes at lunchtime and so they want to make sure that they hear their favorite song so they play it Every hour, every hour. But at my work, we have radio on for ambient sound. And um, can I tell you that whenever um, Adele had that song, Hello? Yeah. I bet I, I'm not, not one ounce of hyperbole. I bet I heard it nine times a day, every day for three months. Oh, boy. It's like Adele Christmas. And she's the best. She's one of the best singers I've ever heard. She has such a gift. She's, what a wonderful artist. But shit. You know, yeah. come on! I don't want to hear you anymore. I, I want it, it. should be. It should be a surprise. It should be a welcome surprise to hear this wonderful melodious woman. Unfortunately, it's like Chinese water torture. It's tap, tap, tapping on your head. <laughs> Hello from the other side. I wish I just could fucking die. Oh my god! Oh my god, Chris, you can give Adele a run for her money. I can. I'm. I'm very heavy, like she is. Oh. Nice. I am big and he's brown, so we're going to come back right after the Cavs game. We'll see you later. Ciao, ciao. Against the Cavs. Kyle Korver back out there. Rock came to the ball. Gets inside. Moving without the Who's the next one? Moody Blues. The Moody Blues. Um, uh, a 70s, 60s, 70s band. I, do, I don't know much about them. I, I do know that they have nights and white satin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very relaxing <laughs> song. Uh, and, and, and uh, honestly, to me, that um, it brings up a point that that it's, it might be very contentious and it might be um, controversial. I feel like that in many aspects of lots of halls of fame, that they let too many people in. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I always thought of that. You know, like uh, even football hall of fame every year. Do you really have to have like six people? Can you not have? They can't because they make it a big commercial production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I would they yeah. make less money if they're only two or one? No, no. Of course, they'd make less money. And you know, you know what like bothers me is that down the road, dude, there only so many, so many bands you're gonna get in the hall. What happens is it, it might get watered down. So, that's, that's, so I've always heard this. Um, I've always heard this. If everybody's in the hall, then nobody's in the hall. Yeah, for sure. So are you going to tell me that the Beatles are right there next to the Moody Blues? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That, no, that's just trash. That's trash. Um, so let me ask you a question. No. So No more questions. At I'm some done. point in time, you're going to run out of all the old bands. 
And then you're going to have, for example, if you talk about the induction into the NFL Hall of Fame, right? Sure, sure. You got to wait, or even baseball, you got to wait out another like seven, I think it's five to seven years, I think. I think seven for baseball. Baseball, five for... In uh, fact, most Halls of Fame, I believe it's seven years. Yeah, so, so my point is like, at some point in time, right now, all the bands you see right now, whether it's Moody Blues, Die Straits, uh, Blues... Moody Blues quit a long time ago. I no, mean. So that's fine. At some point in time, you're going to catch up with, like, you know, five years down the road or ten years down the road. They may, may not be any old bands left to induct. But, well, just but last year they inducted Tupac. And then this year they induct the Moody so Blues. So what's the criteria for induction? Well, I don't know. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not remotely on the board. I have no idea, but... I, the, I think, in my opinion, the, the criteria should be that you had really groundbreaking, amazing. It's the Hall of Fame. I think it's our. It should be the ultimate. I, I, I think. The all I, end I, all. I think, and I know. I don't think I know. It's is a, it, Smash Mouth going to be in the Hall of Fame? It started off with. Uh, so, isn't Tupac um, R and B and rap? How is he rock and roll? Well, they there's been a fine line that has been um, uh, crossed, and and uh, you know what. Rap and R&B belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In fact, I believe anything that's not country or basically anything not country, uh, you know, I, I don't think... I don't agree. I don't think there's any techno in the Hall of Fame yet. I, I bet you Daft Punk will make it to the Hall of Fame. Or Armin Van Buren, the BJs. You know, I, mean, I think the BGs are in that's disco. Not, 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 not BGs, uh, the DJs. The DJs. <laughs> Um, I think there will be a DJ eventually, but I bet you Daft Punk will make the Hall of Fame. Well, I'll be the first one dancing to that. Well, yeah, I love Daft Punk. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I, I think sorry. rock and roll has just become, the, the definition of rock and roll has just become what, what is popular music and do people enjoy it? Or I, I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I just know that it's not country music. So rock and roll is equal to pop? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Christina Aguilera. Um, Britney Spears, um, you know it's, all the boy it's, bands. It's, it's Music Hall of okay, Fame. Okay, that is sad then. Well, it's, well, it's it, what are you supposed to do? No, it's Music Hall of Fame. I mean, that's not even get this. But it's not. But there is a Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, and it's an it's huge. It's enormous, and in fact, it may even get more. Is there a rap Hall of Fame? You think? I don't know. Well, there is. A, uh, they just opened this year, or are opening this year, a Funk Hall of Fame in um, Florida. No, it's either in Canton or. I think it's in Akron. No, really? wait, no, no, no. It's in Dayton. It's in Ohio. That's all I know. Okay. And it's very heavy on Parliament P Funk, all that stuff. Um, irrelevant. All I'm saying is that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame seems to be the most obtuse. Uh, that it will accept nearly anything that is popular music, uh, with the exception of country. So and and I say that, but. I'm pretty sure Hank Williams is in the is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, there are some very early country acts that crossed over. the The line was so blurred that those members, uh, if not inducted, they are represented in the Hall of Fame. If you go to the Hall of Fame, Hank Williams Sr. is in the Hall of Fame and the Rock. I've seen him many times. His suits are there. You know, and 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 all of the Memphis or Rock and Roll era is there. Well, it's very hard to imagine the Memphis rock and roll era with um, our 
friend Bob Dylan. No, Bob Marley on the phone. I don't know what you're talking about, but I can tell you this. When it comes to Memphis, um, in Sun Studios in Memphis, that's where Johnny Cash recorded. Yes, of course. That's where Jerry Lee Lewis recorded in yeah. Elvis. And that's why it became such a, a, a hodgepodge and such a mix of styles because there was Hank Williams, there was Johnny Cash, there was Jerry Lee Lewis, there was Elvis Presley, Carl, did I say Carl Lewis? Carl Pickens? Mm-hmm. Carl somebody. I, I don't know. I, I've had a drink or two. So we're talking about, long and short of it is there was lots of stuff going on in Memphis that people couldn't really define as country or rock or maybe they're both or rockabilly. So it was what it was. Yeah, so I mean, the the point is like uh, anymore, it could be a little commercialized moving ahead. I mean, right? Well, what is it? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's fun. Well, it's I, not true I, to at least we're talking about this, so it's uh, you know, I enjoy Bon Jovi, Cars, Die Straits, and uh, so we're talking about Moody Blues. And would I include the Moody Blues in the Hall of Fame? Fuck no. Uh, no. Well, blah, I wouldn't say fuck no, but I just say, I just, I just dude. No, I, with I, more I, respect I, no, to listen, Moody Blues, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Put them in for entry. I don't know what more than one song. Nights in White Satin is a fantastic song. That's it. And, and dude, you know, I got, you, a, I got I, a bunch on my liked do? list. Is it is it good? Of his music? Yes, with a you know what and a what's glass her, of what? What's her, it's chilled out music. Is it's the blues. Okay, okay. The blues is chilled out. You know what? You know what? Maybe to 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 play a devil's advocate over him. Maybe if they inducted into the Hall of Fame, I, it draws people's interest and my interest to see, you know what, because I think they're not worth it, uh, let me go and, and see, see um, you know, what they play. Maybe I like them more. So, But it's not like the Moody Blues need to make more money on their record sales. I, I mean, bet they do. I bet they do. They didn't live in a time where they were making stupid money. But now it's all their uh, affiliates who are making the money. The Moody Blues are like long gone. Well, there was somebody there to accept the award, I hope. I mean, it's not like they're dead. It's, they're I not mean, dead. Yeah, <laughs> but still. Half of the Beatles are still alive. No, That's but, true. But anyway, so... Um, and even, honestly, they should all be still alive. One took, one got killed for a gunshot. Okay. One got cancer. So my question is, why wouldn't you induct, let's say, Coldplay to me is more rock and roll than Tupac. But is it because... Too, too young. You cannot afford... To include Coldplay? No, you, they will. They will be included. I'm sure Coldplay will make it. Yeah, just uh, it, but Coldplay should have been there before Tupac. I mean, no, if you're they, going by, when did Coldplay become popular? I don't know. Ten when, years when, ago. When did Yellow become a thing? Like ten years ago. Okay. When did um, with Tupac Adam. become a thing? Like twenty years ago. Well, there's That's your true. answer. Okay, got it. Hmm. And, and the truth of the matter is, Tupac was absolutely just a. He's a poet. Snoop Dogg, at his entry into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, said that he was the greatest rapper of all time. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that, but I think that he was absolutely a Hall of Fame rapper. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty bummed that you guys did not have a show on National Poets Day, which was day before yesterday. Well, I'm, I'm all about Robert Frost. Did we going off topic? We're going to stay. No, we're not going off topic. It's fine. Fuck poetry. <gasps> Poetry's fantastic. I'll come over there. I'll kick your ass right now. I'll I'll turn this table over. You're not a nice person. Look, at, he's winking now. He's winking. Yeah, because now he's scared. Nah, we're just kidding. Actually, I I really don't know much about poetry, and I I appreciate I appreciate it, but um, it's just not my game.
All right, so Hall of Fame's down, and uh, me being a dick at the jukebox is also down. Um, unfortunately, uh, the lovely Gervina had to leave us from her segment. Uh, she's uh, she's going to be traveling soon, and she had to bail to go pack. But I think, uh, Ro, you wanted to add something? Yeah, so in this year's Hall of Fame, two things happened that hasn't happened before. One was that no one introduced uh, Dire Straits. No, generally, someone introduces the band on stage when they come on. This year, for reasons I don't know why, no one introduced. They had to walk on themselves, minus Mark Knopfler, of course. No way, Mark Knopfler didn't come? Oh, no, no, no. He had some issues, man. He had some serious issues with uh, just lots of issues. Uh, I guess they were going to pay one, one of the band members their airfare and then they didn't pay the ticket. The FN. Are you serious? Somebody somebody had a pissing contest over a plane ticket? Shit like that, man. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, who the hell? I mean, I would have paid his ticket. He's Mark <laughs> fucking Knopfler. No, I, I think it was uh, Mark Knopfler, another guy. I forget. His brother, I think, was the one who didn't come because uh, of the FM. And Mark didn't come because uh some reasons which he, I don't know. But well, It might have been valid. It, it, I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt because I really like Mark Knopfler yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the second thing that happened was in all the past induction ceremonies, the last segment was when everyone comes on stage stage and they jam. Yeah, yeah. This time there wasn't any of that. You know what? I, I kind of like that they didn't do that. It just gets too watered mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, look, here's nine lead guitar players. I mean, who's going to take a solo? Oh, they'll take a, a three-second solo bit. That, that's stupid. I, I don't like those giant jam sessions. I mean, if you want to have an all-star jam, that's great, but don't have 30 people on stage. But it's nice to see them, too, like on stage for the final time. You know, you Let them come out there and do a curtain call and have their music or somebody's music or something playing, and then yeah, you let them bow. Yeah, but yeah. I, I like I, I like the jam table. I mean, I... I <sighs> but because at least, like, like from, my, from my perspective, it would be, like, you just get to see everyone, and, 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 and it's, it's the last time probably you'd ever see them. Um, you that's know. not true. They'll be around. Mm, I don't know, man. You may not see Mark Knopf, though. So, so we're talking about the Hall of Fame, you know, and, and we sort of need to wrap it up. But the long and short of it is, um, personally, I believe that every Hall of Fame induction ceremony concert should be held in Cleveland because that's where the damn Hall of Fame is. But too often, they do it in L.A. or New York. The it's Hall of Fame's not there. I get it. They're big cities and they draw more people. But hey, man, the Hall of Fame's in Cleveland. They changed that around though. In the first few years, I think most of the induction ceremonies were held in New York. That's bullshit. And then it changed. That, I mean, it's bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's not right. What, <laughs> what if you were going to have a, a Broadway celebration in Denver? I agree. Broadway's yeah. in New York, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That, that's stupid. Okay, so one more trivia for you. <clears throat> no, I, I'm bad at actually, I'm very good at trivia. Uh, okay, that's not really a trivia, but uh, okay, so of all the rock and roll inductees, Name me the top three bands with the most songs in the songs that shape rock and roll, the list of 155 that they have. Am I, am I confusing you? No, no. The Beatles? Right. They have eight. The Rolling Stones? They have eight. Led Zeppelin? No. Okay. Um, Led, Ze Led Zeppelin has five. Okay. Um, There's one with seven and then... The Who? No. It's, this is, this is, you can't miss this one. He's the most famous of them all. No, nobody's more famous than the Beatles. Elvis. Yeah. He's not a band, though. You said the bands. No, band, band, and... Uh... Elvis is not a band. Elvis is Elvis. So, uh, so... It... And, and let, let me interject, and, and this is a problem that I personally have with 
um, Cleveland and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not Cleveland, but the Hall of Fame itself. The last time I went, um, the first time I went to the Hall of Fame, I was like, man, this is this is pretty cool. I mean, I, it was pretty cool. I was like very impressed with the with the uh, exhibits and like, oh my god, look at all this Beatles memorabilia. Oh my lord, look at all this Elvis stuff. But I went earlier this year, and the Elvis exhibit has been gutted. All that's there is that big motorcycle and then a few pieces of paper. When I went the first time, there was jewelry and all this stuff. And when I saw the Beatles the last time when I was there a couple months ago. I bet there was only 25% of what was there the first time I went. When's the first time you went? I you know, uh, maybe not long after I moved here in 2012. So there couldn't have been so much, so many items coming in. I mean, that... these items, they don't belong to the Hall of Fame. Almost all these items are on loan or, you know, on behalf of somebody else. And I get that. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has to exhibit some clout and say, hey, we are the Rock Hall. And I'm sure there's a Beatles Hall someplace, and there's lots got to be lots of Beatles museums or something. But at the same time, especially for Elvis, when I saw Elvis's exhibit this time when I went here early this year, there was nothing. There was a giant sign that said Elvis, which the Rock Hall installed. There was that stupid tricycle motorcycle, and then there was just a bunch of pieces of paper. So, um, what do you think is the biggest criticism of the museum besides what you just said? There's one legit criticism that a lot of band members and i got well my biggest criticism of the rock hall is that rock and roll is enormous rock and roll is absolutely enormous and the rock hall is not mm, yeah you okay. walk in it's like oh man look oh the things that are there a lot of them are just breathtaking here is the piece of paper that simon and garfunkel wrote the boxer that took my breath away. Yeah, oh sure. my God, that's that's the song. That's literally the song. But at the same time, rock and roll is so, so big. Hmm. And the museum is not. It's just not. You know, it, it could stand to be three times the size. I agree with you. Okay. And incorporate so much more. Thank God it looks cool. Eh, it looks all right, I guess. I mean, something different. So it, It's seriously, you know what, if someone, if somehow it could undergo... A seven hundred and fifty million dollar expansion to where it's almost like the Smithsonian. It should be a Smithsonian esque mm -hmm, museum. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the Smithsonian, which I have not been, but I've heard of many folks who've been. You go and you can't see everything in a day, and that's how the Rock Hall should be because that's how big rock and roll. Is. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to encapsulate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in one day when you're trying to represent everything from Delta Blues and and slave music where it started? All the way to today. Hmm. I mean, get the hell out. Come on. Yeah, I agree with you. You can't do that. They do the best they can with the space they have, I suppose. But I, I've never been truly impressed. Another uh, criticism for the Hall of Fame is that the nominees are controlled by a few individuals who are not musicians. And I don't know much about I mean, someone's got to nominate anyways. But the, I don't know how exactly the process goes. But uh, basically, it's it's held by a few who... Isn't that everything? Yeah. I mean, isn't that literally everything in the world? Yeah. yeah I mean, someone's like, going to do it. The whole world, like 1% of the population has 99% of the wealth. I mean, I, I get it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, as with anything, they do the best they can. And, and, and for the most part, the folks that are there are nice, and they do a good job. I'm just... Uh, I don't know. 
it could be so much more. It really could. But everything takes money. And yeah. so there it is. You know, uh, it's it's what uh, if you live locally, it's twenty two or twenty three bucks to go right now. Dude, when I went there, it was forty. Well, when I went, it was I, I had I showed him my local ID and it was twenty three bucks. You must have come. That's not bad. No. Yeah, twenty. 20 no, it's not too bad. You know, see a few things. Hey, there's muddy waters Telecaster and there's uh, Prince's jumpsuit. They have some cool stuff. They do have yeah. some very cool yeah. stuff that make you go, "Holy shit!" But. The whole place doesn't make me say holy shit. No, I'm, no, just once you go. There but once. rock and roll makes me say holy shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. With when that. I go to a concert of just one band singing, you know, their their one catalog of stuff, I say holy shit. So, in my opinion, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should leave me walking out of there like I just, you know, like I just screwed the hottest chick in the world and I can't even walk. You're like, oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck just happened to me? That's, this is uh, God, blah, you know, just seriously to the point when I can't even talk. That's what it should do because that's how much I love music. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, you should go there once, though. Once it'd be fantastic. Well, yeah, once, you know, um, and, and the exhibit that they had when we went was the uh, Rolling Stone exhibit where they they talked about um, the birth and the evolution of Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, nice! It was a great exhibit. That exhibit was a was, was great. Yeah. I went for that exhibit might, mm, I don't know, it wasn't worth the cost of admission alone, but it's pretty cool to see a lot of those very, very famous writers. You know, there there's that cult that follows Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? No. He's the guy that wrote uh, Leaving Las Vegas, or, okay. or excuse me, excuse me, um, uh, Death and Loathing or something. I don't know. He's, he's fear, a, fear, fear, and, fear and Loathing and Las Yes, he's the guy who wrote that very, very eccentric, you know, cigarette in the filter so he's the guy who did what he wrote it he wrote it but he is also a writer for rolling stone and i think he took more lsd than any human being in the world so was he part of the magazine yes he was a writer for the magazine and and they had original original memos and and memorandums in the uh in the exhibit from him to other writers and editors saying hey don't ever send that fucker over here to see me again because he was so high when he came here and it, it, cool, it, it cool was shit. it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool, but okay. I mean, again, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and museum should be just so big. It should be just a gigantic museum, and it's just not. So one of the nifty things is that um, we don't record all of the content on the same day. Sometimes, and sometimes we take breaks, and sometimes we take hour long breaks. Sometimes we take a couple day breaks. And uh, we mentioned earlier in today's uh, or this cast that we were going to watch the Cavs, the the first game of the series, and they're playing the Pacers. And what an egg they laid. Spanked. I mean, just Jesus Christ. What the hell was that? I mean, shit like this happens. It happens. You know, the other team, everything they threw up went in the hole and everything we threw up bricked. If you lose today, this is the second game we watch. We're gonna watch today. So. so yes, what he's saying, we're we're getting ready. In fact, uh, in about ten minutes, we're getting ready to watch game two. So we wa- we were recording on Sunday uh, early afternoon before game one, and then we sat down on the couch and and spankathon two thousand eighteen with Victor Oladipo. Just just, I mean, who the hell is Victor Oladipo? I don't know. I've never, really? I've, I've heard of him, but I've never seen him. Get the fuck out of here with your old... And nobody knows who you are. You know, nobody's going to remember you. You're going to be that B-plus list guy. So I am excited about today's game, the second game, because I think LeBron, I hope, 
and I'm thinking and I'm hoping and I know that I'm hoping that he just goes crazy and there's no, somebody... you know what? I want somebody else to go crazy. Damn it, Kevin Love. No, no, I want Jr. to drop twenty seven. By the way, um, are you a big Cavs fan? You're from Tennessee, right? Yeah, of course. I, yes, I am from Tennessee. That's fine. I mean, uh, in Tennessee, there was no NBA team when I was a child. So I didn't get into the NBA as much as my friends did. And uh, when I was going to school, it was um, Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, and Bulls. And uh, uh, I didn't even have cable TV as a child. So I got to see what came on the networks. And I decided I was going to be a Lakers fan when I was in elementary school because I liked uh, Magic Johnson. His name is Magic, and you're a child. I mean, yeah. duh. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's who you like. Right. So I hate, the, I hate the Celtics. I always call Larry Bird. I call him Larry Bird Brain. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, was, I mean, I was I was a child, Re- regardless of that fact. So, so you moved to Cleveland, and then you? Well, I mean, again, I had no team, but yeah. I, I would watch. And um, do you get into it? Like now, when I moved to Cleveland, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you watch regular season too? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I dig it very much. Okay. I really try to dissect what's going on. I mean, I don't know the nuances of basketball as much as I feel like I know football pretty well. And I really overanalyze it, and I cannot watch it with my wife because I get pissed. I get very pissed. I said, you know, it's, it's, God damn, it's third and four if we run a fucking screen or, you know, whatever it is, you know, I, I can't really, you know, uh, bring it uh, to, to the sure. forefront. Yeah. But what I'm saying is um, I've learned to like basketball. And when I watch the Cavs, I get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I jump off the couch. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, J.R. Smith, he's shooting from half court and it's going down. Yeah, nah. That's the night, dude. I, lo- the night I love that. But, yeah, so um, from Tennessee, you know, there, where should I put my allegiance? There is none. And, and then, yes, Memphis got a team. But uh, much like Texas is not the South, mm-hmm. Memphis is really not Tennessee. It's, mm-hmm. Memphis is its own, little, it's yeah. its own little animal in the bottom left corner of Tennessee. And we love them, but they're their own little thing, and they do their own little thing. That's that's fine. So, Cavs fan. Yeah, so why not? I moved here. I became an Indians fan and a Cavs fan. I don't give a shit about the Browns. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm a Titans fan all day. And I certainly don't give a shit about Ohio State. So, you guys, if you don't want to subscribe to the podcast about that, then <laughs> that's your business. But um, I'm a Tennessee guy. Uh, but I love the Cavs, and I love the Indians. And I'm looking forward to this game here soon. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. look, I know they'll make the adjustments. I don't believe Ty Lue is the answer. No, he's not. No. I that, know that for like years. That Larry Cat that he, they threw in there, he's like, oh, let's just win like 15 out yeah, of 17 yeah. or whatever, whatever it was. That assistant coach that they had while he was sick, I was pretty impressed. Le- with that's him. him, Larry. His name's Larry something. Larry Drew? Larry Drew. I think so. Is that it? I'm not sure. I think so. I mean, I'm, that shows that I'm not that level of fan, but regardless, so. Um, you know, this is a very important time of year for many, many Clevelanders, yep. myself included. I like to watch it. Excited. Yep. And uh, we got a, we, we got about 15 minutes, maybe less, for the game tips off. So um, we'll probably come back on uh, the third episode and tell you how that turned out because uh, I'm not going to let this episode drag it any farther. It was fun. I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm just I'm just ready to post this episode. I'm so excited <laughs> for all the folks who actually listened to episode one. And gave us feedback. We got some feedback. I don't. I haven't even told you this. No, you haven't. No, no. I I posted it so on Reddit the, what's, what's in the, the in the in the Cleveland the, what, subreddit. What's the feedback? People are curious. Okay. I mean, a couple, literally a couple, maybe one or two That's people. Okay. You know what? That's more than zero. So what I like doing is, I mean, sitting over here talking to you. It's kind of fun. We sit in the man cave over here, at least for now. And then the first one was in your house, and 
It just uh, guess where the third one's gonna be. No, the third one. D- d- point with your fingers. Talk with your words, baby. The third one is gonna be on site. We're going. We're traveling. Oh, baby. that's right. That's right. That's right. My buddy Phil. Phil from Dante. Okay. He wants us to come down to Dante, and we're going to record in Dante. Phil. Oh, how fun would that be? Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's yeah. already booked. Okay. So um, the next episode will be coming from you live on location. I mean, not live, obviously, but uh, we'll be recording on location. Well, I just hope everyone enjoys listening to some um, some good and interesting stuff, fun stuff about Cleveland and the way of life over here. And, 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 that- and us giving our perspective on it as non-native Clevelanders sure. who have embraced Cleveland and sure. love it. And and I do love Cleveland. Dude, I lo- I, I, I'm a homer, dude. So ev- any, including Ohio State. So, uh, no, you can't. No. Dude, I, no. no it's, it's very no, important. No, they're evil. No. They're the best. They're the Alabama of the North. They're not. No, dude, okay, I gotta, I, you got to stop over here because this is getting out of hand. Yeah, well, you can hear the, you can hear the outro music. So anyway, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I'm so excited to bring this show to you, and we're looking forward to bringing you a lot more. I am Big, and I'm Chris. And I'm Brown, and I'm Ro. And uh, we're Big and Brown in Cleetown. Thanks a lot. If you like today's podcast, please give us a follow on Twitter at Big and Brown CLE. That's at Big and Brown CLE. Music for Big and Brown in Cleetown was provided by Bensound.com. Don't forget, every time you need a chip, it's yeah. totally on the recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs>